Hello all, and welcome to the next generation, F2 and F3 podcast. My name is Ryan, and on this episode, we'll be the review of the British round for Formula 2 at the Silverstone Circuit in Northamptonshire, England. To start the review of the round will be the qualifying results, as well as the grid for the feature race from the session that was contested on Friday. In first is Logan Sargent, second, Frederick Vesti, third, Felipe Drogovic, fourth, Tepor Chair, fifth, Liam Lawson, sixth, Uyumu Iwasa, seventh, Jack Doohan, eighth, Yuri Vips, ninth, Enzo Fittipaldi, tenth, Jahan Druvula, eleventh, Roy Nassani, twelfth, Marcus Armstrong, thirteenth, Dennis Hauger, 14th, Jake Hughes. 15th, Richard Vashaw. 16th, Ollie Caldwell. 17th, Ralph Boschong. 18th, Clement Overlack. 19th, Marino Sato. 20th, Jambolic Bassi. 21st, Kalen Williams. And 22nd, David Beckman. After qualifying had been completed for some time, it was announced by Campos that Ralph Boschong has withdrawn from the rest of the weekend in Silverstone due to the neck pain that has significantly caused him grief since the third round of the season, Imola. This unfortunately makes it the third time in four rounds that Boschong has had to withdraw from a race weekend due to the neck pain he currently has. Hopefully, he is able to make a full recovery. While I wish he is able to be back in the championship as soon as possible, for his own sake, he really should sit out the next round of the championship in Austria, at the very least, to have some more recovery time to prepare for the ninth round of the season in France, where maybe the neck pain will not be as much of an issue, or even an issue at all. But if that isn't the case, he needs to actually have proper time to recover for his own health, and, while I may be saying next may sound selfish, also for Campos as a team. Now, obviously, I don't for one second think Boshong is doing this on purpose, because he's not, in that withdrawing from a round that has already started, because I can tell you that he is determined to race through the pain, and possibly that is how the team determines if he can race from how he performs in practice and qualifying, as well as if he's up to it. But from a team's point of view, this really hurts Campos in the team's championship because combined, that is now six races where they have only been able to field one car for all those races. So, to simply put it, Boshong needs to recover properly and not prematurely return to the championship for his own benefit, but Campos's as well. The grid for the sprint race with the top 10 in qualifying being reversed is as follows. In first is Jahan Druvula. Second, Enzo Fittipaldi. Third, Yuri Vips. Fourth, Jack Doohan. Fifth, Ayumu Iwasa. Sixth, Liam Lawson. Seventh, Tepo Chair. Eighth, Felipe Drogovic. Ninth, Frederick Vesti. And tenth, Logan Sargent. Next up is the sprint race report. The formation lap will be started behind the safety car due to the race being declared as wet. After two formation laps, with the race distance being reduced from originally 21 laps to now 20 laps because of the extra formation lap, the safety car comes into the pits at the end of that formation lap, with the race officially being able to start with Drivler leading the field across the line and into turn one from Fittipaldi, Vips, Duan and Iwasa. The top 10 across the line after the first lap of the race are Drivler, Fittipaldi, Vips, Duan, Iwasa, Lawson, Porcher. Drogovic, Vesti, and Sargent. On lap 2, 
Vesti attempts to make an overtake on Drogovic down the inside at turn 3, but isn't able to get it done just yet. At turn 4, Vesti tries to go around the outside of Drogovic, but isn't successful in the attempt, with both of them very nearly making contact with one another. Vesti is finally able to make the overtake as he, is, as, as he goes down the inside of Drogovic at turn 6 to move up into 8th position. On lap 4, Duan has a great run on Vips going into turn 9 as he attempts to go around the outside but backs out of the move for the moment. On lap 5, Duan goes down the inside of Vips at turn 3 to move up into 3rd position. Also on the same lap, Fittipaldi has a great exit coming out of turn 17, which significantly advantages him going into the next corner as he makes an overtake on Duan down the inside to move up into the overall lead of the race. On lap 6, Duan makes an overtake down the inside of Deruvalet going to turn 3 to move up into second position. Also on the same lap, Iwasa makes an overtake around the outside of Vips going to turn 7 to move up into fourth position. At turn 16, Iwasa makes an overtake around the outside of Deruvalet to move up into third position. Behind them, Lawson attempts to make an overtake down the inside of Vips going to turn 17, but can't get the move done. On lap 7, Vesti makes an overtake down the inside of Lawson going to turn 3 to move up into 7th position. Also on the same lap, Drogovic makes a great overtake around the outside of Lawson going to turn 7 to move up into 8th position. Via the replays, there has been a change for the lead, as Fittipaldi, whilst going to turn 3, ran massively wide with this gifting Duan not only a position, but the overall lead of the race as well. On lap 8, Lawson comes into the pits due to his front wing being damaged and subsequently needing to be replaced. Also on the same lap, Vips has received a black and white flag for exceeding track limits. At turn 9, Fittipaldi runs wide going to the corner, with this gifting Iwasa a golden opportunity for an overtake in which he seizes the chance to move up into second position. Also on the same lap, Porcher makes an overtake down the inside of Druvler going to turn 15 to move up into fourth position, but Druvler is able to get a better run from the exit of the corner to regain the position almost instantaneously, but Porcher is then able to solidify the position once and for all by going down the inside at turn 16 with Druvler running off the track in the process. On lap 10, Vips has received a 5 second time penalty for exceeding track limits. Also on the same lap, Vesti makes, makes an overtake down the inside of Vips at turn 3 to move up into 6th position. An incident involving Porcher and Druvler at turn 16 has been noted by the stewards for forcing another driver off the track. On lap 12, the incident involving Porcher and Druvler at turn 16 has been reviewed by the stewards with no further investigation necessary. Also on the same lap, Drogovic makes an overtake on Vips down the inside going to turn 4 to move up into 7th position. Sato has an issue with his car as he is going slowly coming out of turn 7, and soon after he becomes the first retirement of the race. On lap 15, Armstrong has a much better exit coming out of turn 4 to make an overtake around the outside of Hauger to move up into 10th position. On lap 16, Drogovic makes an overtake on Vesti down the inside at turn 7 to move up into 6th position. 
On lap 17, Drogovic makes an overtake around the outside of Drivler going into turn 15 to move up into 5th position. On lap 18, Vesti makes an overtake down the inside of Drivler going into turn 9 to move up into 6th position. Also on the same lap, Drivler doesn't get the best exit coming out of turn 17, which leaves the door wide open for Sargent to breeze past and make an overtake down the inside of turn 18 to move up into 7th position. At the end of the sprint race for Formula 2, the top 10 across the line are Jack Doohan in 1st for Virtuosi, Ayumu Iwasa in 2nd for Dams, Enzo Fittipaldi in 3rd for Shirus, Tapo Chair in 4th for ART, Felipe Drogovic in 5th for MP Motorsport, Frederick Vesti in 6th for ART, Logan Sargent in 7th for Carlin, Jahan Druvela in 8th for Prema, Marcus Armstrong in 9th for High Tech, and Richard Rashaw in 10th for Trident. The fastest lap of the race was achieved by Yumu Iwasa with a 158.954 on the 20th lap of the race. Next up is the feature race support. Sargent makes a great start from the front row, whilst Vesti, who was alongside him, doesn't get the best getaway from the line and dropping multiple positions as a result. As for Sargent, he leads the field into turn 1 from Porcher, Lawson, Iwasa and Drogovic. Coming into turn 14, Nassani runs massively wide and as he rejoins the circuit, he goes into the path of Hauger and subsequently they make contact with one another, sending Hauger off the track and not long after they made the initial contact, Hauger's car launches itself over a sausage curb and lands partially on Nassani's halo, sending both of the drivers into the gravel trap and due to it, they become the first two retirements of the race. The top 10 across the line after the first lap of the race are Sargent, Porcher, Lawson, Iwasa, Drogovic, Vesti, Fittipaldi, Vips, Armstrong, and Druvula. On lap 2, Beckman is under investigation by the stewards for a starting grid procedure infringement. The safety car comes out on the very same lap due to the incident involving Nassani and Hauger. On lap 4, the incident involving Hauger and Nassani at turn 16 will be investigated after the race by the stewards for causing a collision. The safety car comes into the pits at the end of lap 5 with the race continuing from where it had left off. On lap 6, Novalak first goes around the outside at turn 6 and then down the inside at turn 7 to make an overtake on Druvula to move up into 10th position. Also on the same lap, Beckman receives a 10 second stop and go penalty for a starting grid procedure infringement. On lap 7, Beckman comes into the pits to serve his stop and go penalty. On lap 10, Vesti, Fittipaldi, Armstrong, Novalak, and Bollock Bassi all come into the pits to complete their mandatory pit stop. On lap 11, Lawson, Iwas, and Vashore all come into the pits to serve their mandatory pit stop. During Iwas's pit stop, he is almost ready to go when the left rear tyre on his car hasn't been put on properly, with this in particular significantly disadvantaging him in the race, losing valuable time in the process. On lap 12, Sargent and Porcher come into the pits for the first and from first and second respectively to complete their mandatory pit stop. On lap 13, Drogovic comes into the pits from the overall lead of the race to complete his mandatory pit stop. Corwell also comes to the pits to serve his mandatory pit stop. On lap 14, a pit stop infringement involving Vesti and Porcher has been noted by the stewards. 
On lap 15, the aforementioned pit lane infringement will be investigated by the stewards after the race. On lap 18, Drogovic has received a black and white flag for exceeding track limits. On lap 19, Vesti has received a black and white flag for exceeding track limits. On lap 23, Vips comes into the pits from the overall lead of the race to complete his mandatory pit stop. On lap 24, Druvalek comes into the pits from the overall lead of the race to complete his mandatory pit stop. Also on the same lap, Armstrong receives a black and white flag for exceeding track limits. Later in the lap, Vips makes an overtake around the outside of Druvler going to turn 6 to move up into 9th position. On lap 25, Dewan comes into the pits from the overall lead of the race to complete his mandatory pit stop. Hughes also comes into the pits to complete his mandatory pit stop on the very same lap. During Dewan's pit stop, however, there is an issue getting the right rear tyre firmly put onto his car, which massively delays him being able to complete the pit stop and continue on in the race. And eventually, they are able to get a. Eventually, he's able to get away, but has lost a lot of ground and time to the cars now ahead of him on track. At the end of the feature race for Formula Two, the top ten across the line are Logan Sargent in first for Carlin, Teo Chair in second for ART, Liam Lawson in third for Carlin, Felipe Drogovic in fourth for MP Motorsport, Frederick Vesti in fifth for ART, Yuri Vips in sixth for High Tech. Jahan Druvler in 7th for Prema, Marcus Armstrong in 8th for High Tech, Jack Dewan in 9th for Virtuosi, and Jake Hughes in 10th for VAR. The fast lap of that race was achieved by David Beckman with a 140.842 on the 27th lap of the race. After the feature race had been completed for some time, Nasani received a 5th place grid penalty for the next race that he competes in after he was deemed by the stewards to be entirely at fault and responsible for causing a collision with Hauger at turn 16 on the first lap of the race. Nasani had made a mistake going into turn 15, thus going wide in the process, and when he rejoined the circuit at around the exit of the corner, he merged back onto the track in an unsafe manner, with the stewards determining that he made both an unpredictable and an unsafe move to defend his position that then caused the accident with Hauger. Next up is the championship standings. The top five drivers in the championship after round seven at the Silverstone Circuit in Northamptonshire, England are as follows. In first is Felipe Drogovic with 148 points. In second is Teo Chair with 106 points. In third is Logan Sargent with 88 points. In fourth is Jahan Druvler with 80 points. And in fifth is Liam Lawson with 59 points. The top five teams in the championship after round seven at the Silverstone Circuit in Northamptonshire, England are as follows. In first is MP Motorsport with 170 points. In second is ART with 160 points. In third is Carlin with 147 points. In fourth is Prema with 135 points. And rounding off the top five is High Tech in fifth with 118 points. Next up is the awards for the round. The driver of the round, in my opinion, has to go to Logan Sargent. The reasoning behind this choice is that he was the quickest in free practice as well as securing pole position qualifying for the feature race, 
which was converted into a maiden race victory, he had arguably his best race weekend so far in the FIA Formula 2 Championship, which has firmly put him into the top 5 in the championship with how he performed during the weekend. Sargent has progressively become more adapted to the F2 Championship, and if he is able to have more race weekends like the one in Silverstone, then he will surely be well amongst it in the fight for the championship for the rest of the season. The overtake of the round, in my opinion, has to be the move that Drogovic made on Lawson during the sprint race on the 7th lap of that particular race. The reasoning behind this choice is that Drogovic had a great run on Lawson which allowed him to set the move around the outside going into turn 6 and then going into turn 7 around the outside, keeping his foot very much in it to get past Lawson to move up into 8th position. Doing a move like that is already impressive enough when it is in the dry, but the fact that Drogovic was able to execute the move cleanly whilst it was wet conditions was simply amazing to watch, because it takes a certain kind of driver to make a move like that first of all work in every aspect, but to remain also directly ahead after gaining the position without losing it back instantaneously is honestly something else entirely. Before this episode comes to an end, I think it needs to be said that whether you like the Halo or not, it did save Nasani from certain injury and potential death. While to some, it may not look aesthetically pleasing, it did what it was intended to do when implemented back in 2018, to protect the driver first and foremost from being badly injured. To simply put it, and I think I can speak for everyone when I say this, Thank you so very much for the existence of the Halo, as it could be a very different story if it had not been implemented. And as well as that, and most importantly, I'm very much glad that both Nasani and Hauger were able to walk away relatively unscathed from the accident. That is, like I said, the most important thing. As always from me, thank you so very much for listening to this episode of The Next Generation, AF2 and F3 Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it, and until the next episode, in which will be the review of the British round for F3, I'll wish you guys the absolute very best, and see you all next time.